Hey, When Women Speak with Shirley K. We have another episode of When Women Speak podcast, and I am your host, Shirley King. When Women Speak with Shirley K. is sponsored by Life on Power in the brand. What if she knew she was powerful? Listen, When Women Speak with Shirley K. audience, I have a treat for you in this episode. We have our first trio. Listen, we got three, not one, but three fire guests. You already know we only have guests that's going to throw out those gems and fire. And we have three at one time today. Just, just, I cannot wait for you to meet them and hear them. Here's a little bit about them. Stephanie leases a notable business connoisseur with decades of business building. Listen, just listen to what she does. This is what I know so far, but you're going to learn so much more about her. Financial services. She owns a landscaping company. Shapewear. And from what I've read, like within this particular shapewear industry, she's number nine. You tell me that they didn't have to find their voice in order to get here. She has a tax franchise. Stephanie is a sought after business coach with a reputation that precedes her. Stephanie has epitomized that there is no limitation to what's in your hands. Next, we got Natalie B. She's the owner of Natalie B, a global luxury hair brand. She's also curated her own line of ethnic-friendly hair extension textures, hair care products, and styling tools. And she also offers hair courses, business education, and courses to help build and grow your own hair brand. So when choosing the best, guess who they call? The elite only calls Natalie B. Period. Kenya, we got her. She's coming in. She's the owner of Knowledge and Accessibility Credit Counseling. Knowledge and Accessibility. So how many times have we heard someone say they have a credit counseling service or a company, but to not only provide the knowledge, but the access so that you come to her one time, that's fire. You have needs to access business funding. That's Kenya. You need to know what to do to keep getting approved for business funding. It's Kenya. To gain access to all the next level info, she drops gems in her company on a regular basis. In other words, ain't no gatekeeping here. Kenya gives you all the deets all the time. Welcome, ladies. Hey, Yay. thank you for having us. It's awesome to have you on this show. I know you guys want to know where they are and how to reach them after hearing just a short version of the bio. You know we give you them deets in the middle and at the end of the podcast. But we're going to get into talking about leading and leaving and finding our voices. Obviously, these ladies have figured it out and they want to share it with you. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Actually, you know, Kiana... Let's go ahead and give them a little bit more about you right now. Kiana, you go first. Okay, absolutely. Again, thank you so much for having me. Um, this has been a pleasure bringing me on, Miss Shirley Kay. Um, so I am Kiana. I have been a sole entrepreneur for six years. I have always worked in mortgage banking where I was working in um, smaller 
boutique law firms doing mortgage processing foreclosures, which actually goes back into the more details I want to give you about um, my new business venture and exactly what my company is standing behind now. But we started out as a credit consulting company, and what we did was exactly what you stated. We provided them with a knowledge with the knowledge in order to make it accessible for their everyday life. Um, from there, we have now grown into K and A Mortgage Brokerage. So I am a part of the 8.6 percentile of Black women-owned mortgage companies here in Chicago. Let's go. So we're super know excited your numbers. Absolutely. I know my numbers. Know them details. The deeds. Yeah. <laughs> we are a part of that, um, and we are creating, making history, and we're going to make sure that we have a legacy. Uh, I do classify myself as a serial entrepreneur. I'm a restaurant owner. Um, I'm a podcaster, just like you. Um, outside of that, I'm a food truck owner. And number one, I am a mom. There oh, you go. <laughs> and you're showing and you showing your children, your kids, what legacy really looks like. Absolutely. Stephanie, what else we need to know about you? Oh, what else should I tell the world about Stephanie? Um, like, as you said, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been in the serial entrepreneur since I was probably like 17. I'm 44 now. Had a tax office, like you said, for the last 20 years. I've been in the real estate industry for the last 10 years. Um, I'm actually a general contractor, so I'm, I'm proud of myself becoming a female general contractor, a minority female general contractor. So I'm just one of those people where... I am all things serial entrepreneur. I'm going to try it at least once to make a bag. And, and, and that's what I just love doing, learning new things. Did you hear that audience? I'm going to try it at least once to make a bag. <laughs> Natalie, come through. All right. So what, what do I want you guys to know about me? A lot of people don't know that I actually got my start in corporate America. So my background mm. is working as an advertising executive. And so basically when I started my hair business, you know, back to Kiana knowing numbers, right? I knew that the beauty industry was a multi-billion, let's talk about billion, 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 billion dollar mm -hmm. um, industry and that it was a full scalable model. And so what I would want people to know is that there are so many streams of income available within the hair industry. I am currently taking advantage of, I want to say five to six of those streams of income. Um, and I hope to be able to inspire someone who is just getting started out in the industry or that already has a footprint to keep going because there is real legacy available in this industry. So guess I took that you're going to get nothing but fire from this these three, this trio right here. Now, they wrote a book together too. Yeah, we didn't even tell you that yet. They wrote a book together. But let's get into what we get into in this podcast. So I'm going to start with Natalie, who just finished. Natalie, when you hear the statement, what does it mean for you when you hear the statement, find her voice? Um, I always approach everything in life from a spiritual aspect. And so I think finding your voice is directly correlated with um, discovering what your purpose is. You know, passion and purpose are different things, right? We could be passionate about a million different things, but your purpose is your God calling what you were put here to do, um, the acts of service you were put here to connect with other human beings. So when I hear find your voice, I think it has a lot to do with an introspective discovery of who you are. Um, and really honing in on your spiritual connection to discover what you were put here to do. 
All right. We have evidence of this fire that's coming through because I think on this particular season, maybe two episodes ago, I literally had to talk about the difference between passion and purpose. Now, Natalie come through with giving you that definition. The alignment is always there on this podcast. Stephanie, when you hear the statement, find your voice, what does that mean for you? For me, it means it's personal, right? So um, I, I, I think of when I hear that, it's never too late to find your voice. Um, I, I recently just shared that I was in a domestic abusive marriage and um, I was scared to you know, speak up and to stand up for myself. And now later on in my 40s, I'm learning to speak up for myself and not accept what people give me or say I need to do and find out what my purpose is in life. It's never too late. Yeah. Mm. I like that. Kiana, find your voice. That is me. <laughs> That's you, Why Kiana. It's me. Um, so as Stephanie said, it's more of personal for me when I hear find her voice because I am a young woman, young black woman um, and double minority, but my vision was always bigger. So even this goes back to when I found my business. And I didn't file as an LLC, although we know that initially when we're starting businesses, people always reform to that because that was the first thing we were taught when we talked about business registration. And when I say we, I'm speaking of us in color. Mm -hmm. um, I filed my business as a corporation because I always thought and saw bigger. So mm -hmm. find her voice for me is more so on a personal spectrum, um, finding who I am, finding who you are and solidifying within that space that you're in. Um, knowing that you have the ability to grow and go wherever it is that life has available for you. It doesn't necessarily mean um, that you have to be subjective to your surroundings and to the beings that surround. That's right. Solidifying in that space that you're in. And so when you describe when you began your business and you started as a corporation instead of an LLC, you say starting. So you weren't even in that space yet. But you knew that you were going to be in that in that space. I knew that I needed to, to solidify exactly what I needed to do in order to grow. Ladies, you started out real fast and hot. Thank you so much. But you know, when we talk about finding our voices and in and where we are now and what we've done with with our voices, with our talent, with our experience, we know that there was a time when there was a voiceless experience when we had not yet found our voice. And this is what I'm going to ask you. Uh, have you ever had a voiceless experience? And could you share just one of those experiences with our audience? I'm going to start with Stephanie on this. Um, absolutely. Like I just shared being in a domestic um, abusive marriage. Um, and, and not even that, just in relationships after that, not not having a voice, always being voiceless, always accepting what they was willing to give and willing to, you know, just think that I was worth. So absolutely, I would say marriage and, and past relationships. And in those experiences is when you had those voiceless experiences. Yes, absolutely. Those is when I had, I feel like I had voiceless experience because I was, I didn't have the, I didn't think I had the power to, to speak up. Mm, okay. Would you say that your values somehow align with the with the power they didn't know that you had and you didn't know that you had? Yes, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that statement. Natalie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So when when you asked that the first the first experience I think of was back when I worked in corporate America 
and I had a boss. It was a younger, a younger guy, um, a younger white man. I know this is going on over the audio, audio, audio world. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stay true to who I am. But yes, mm-hmm. um, a younger white man. And, and I remember telling him my oldest son was asthmatic as a child. He's still mm-hmm. asthmatic, but he was very asthmatic, hospitalized asthmatic as a child. And I remember saying to him, you know, my son is having an episode. I'm going to go ahead and leave for the day because I need to be with him. And I think he mistook that mistook that as me asking for his permission. And so what he said to me was, is, well, where's his dad? I need you here. And in that moment, only for a split second, it was very fleeting. I felt as though I didn't have a choice. And then, boom, I snapped out of it because I said, you know what? I do have a choice. And I didn't ask you. I was letting you know that I'm not going to be here for the rest of today. But I can understand how so many people um, that are maybe still in corporate America or that are maybe still... Um, in situations with their companies where they feel obligated to be there in the moment to the point where they're neglecting their personal lives or they're neglecting their family, I can understand how that might leave you voiceless because in that moment, I felt as though I didn't have a choice. And it wasn't until I took a step back and said Mm. to myself, this isn't going to be my life for the rest of my life. There is something more available to me and no one gets to determine how much of a parent I can be to my kids. So I felt powerless, but it was fleeting. Mm-hmm. I regained my power. It was fleeting. <laughs> and so instead of responding to the fleeting moment, you you had like another five seconds to go, oh, this, this is my son I'm talking about. And yeah. I won't have another one of him, but I can get another one of you. Absolutely. I think that um, kind of like my personality is more solution oriented. So whenever mm-hmm. I find myself against the wall or my back against the wall, um, you know, there's a moment where you reflect on number one, how you got there. Number two, what's causing you to feel the way that you're feeling. And then number three, an exit strategy. So I feel like I went through all of those emotions and like that split 10 or 15 seconds. Thank you so much, Natalie. No problem. Kiana. Yes, can you share with us a voiceless experience? I can. So where I'm at now, I will say, no, I can't. But uh, honestly, when I think back to past experience and just becoming who I am today, there's a saying, um, and a lot of women, we hear a lot of people in general, we hear say this saying, I'm not even who I'm supposed to become yet. Yeah. And that saying that is a true statement. So before I was started to become who I am today, I was voiceless. And I say that I was voiceless because I was not being who I wanted to be. I had not become who I am today. And so I was operating in a presence around others versus in the presence of what I was supposed to be doing, you know, what my purpose is. And so we speak on alignment, we speak on manifestation, but a lot of people don't understand. You have to embody those things that you're manifesting. Mm -hmm. You have to work and put hard work towards that alignment that you're speaking of and understand that motion comes with it. And I was voiceless because I was not placing that motion with those actions and wants and manifestations. So once I began to place that motion with it, I hear my voice. But prior to that, I can honestly say that I, I, thinking back, I was voiceless because I was not being true to who I wanted to be. Mm. I am not even who I'm supposed to become yet. And when I hear you say that, Kiana, 
That means that whether you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s, you're still becoming, because I've always said consistently, purpose and prosperity always has another level. Right. Thank you. Emotion comes with alignment. Thank you, Kyla. That was the motion comes with alignment. So when I visualize motion, I visualize moving. But if I'm not moving in alignment, I'm never going to become who I'm supposed to become. Absolutely. Ladies. Yeah. I mean, y'all are just taking us through like we can actually um, if you're listening to this, you can actually create, begin to create a timeline, begin to create a path to get to your voice. If you haven't gotten there, they are all of them are serial entrepreneurs. And you can obviously tell why they are serial entrepreneurs, even while going through some difficulties, getting right here to where we are today. So we talked about the voices experience, um, but we like to stop and pause right here, ladies, because as we talk about voices and we talk about women, when women speak, then let's talk about why our voices even matter. So I'm going to start with Kiana. Kiana, why should the voices of women in our values even matter? Do you believe that women are the method? I sure do. That's why we're here. <laughs> I can go deep. Um, so I just feel like women are very core to life um, outside of the man that's helping produce life. We're carrying, we're creating, we're teaching, we're healing. Um, that's why the woman voice is very superior. It's not even that it's supposed to just be heard, but the woman is superior. And a lot of people don't acknowledge that we women, we have the power um, and it's not to demasculate man is not to make men feel as if they're less than but we also we it's important that we know our value and we know exactly how superior our role is in society and life in general know your value kiana you have just said something that we say a lot on this podcast know your value and know your values otherwise you're gonna get tripped up every time yep stephanie can I come to you? Why should the voices of women and their values even matter? Because as women, we provide empathy. We pr provide compassion. Like men, I give them kudos. You know, they know how to take care of the business. But when it comes to your inner feelings and being able to express your feelings, I just feel like women, we just offer so much more when it comes to making the world a better place. I promise you, we do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we do. <laughs> I agree, Stephanie. <laughs> and we do. And, and there is proof in that. You know, um, audience, you've heard me say that before I began to do something more than just be working corporate America and just kind of climb that particular ladder in my career. In the middle of that, um, I when I was thinking about what my purpose is and what God wanted me to do, I was in the middle of an HR conference. And in the presentation, they were talking about the HR in the future. And she, this person got to then the UN secretary, Ben Kunyam, who said that the world needs all these things. It was in 2017. This is all the things the world needs. The world needs food, the clean water, um, energy, all the things we do need. But then he said, and the world needs to empower women. I lost it then because he said that on a world forum in a stage because you just said it, both of you, Kiana and Stephanie, that women are the Mecca. We are empathy. We have the compassion. We're expressive. And we are in tune to our values. 
Natalie, why should the voices of women and their values matter? You know, I believe that the voices of women matter because, you know, wherever women go, the culture mm -hmm. goes. And so I want to expound on that, right? So take a look at the way that our culture is right now. I will not blame it all on women, but I will say that when we loosen our morals or we loosen our values, then the world follows that. Our children follow that. The men follow that. So when we hold ourselves to a high standard, we place high value and worth on our life and the purpose and the value that we are supposed to bring to the world, then the rest of the world gets in alignment with that. You know, wars have been fought over women, not men, over women, right? Let's be clear. Wars have been fought over women um, back in the day. And when I say back in the day, I'm not dating. I'm not dating our ages on anyone. I know Kiana's like the little sister, but Stephanie, you and I, and you know, the rest <laughs> of us. But I will say that, you know, there, there was a time where it was more difficult to even court a woman. And so back then we saw men behaving differently, right? So the easier it becomes to court us and the more we loosen our values, then the rest of the world kind of goes with that. So I think it's important for women's voices to be heard. It's important for our behaviors to be respected and valued because everyone else is taking their cues from us. Everyone else is taking their cues from us. Yep. When we're, you said when we are in alignment, women, us, when we are in alignment, then our, the men are in alignment and our children are in alignment. And that's what this world is made up, made of us people. But if, when we're not in alignment, then they become out of alignment, mm -hmm. which is why wherever you, wherever a woman goes, culture goes, the world follows us. That everything we just said right now, Natalie, you just summed it up. <laughs> wherever a woman goes, culture follows audience i know you wrote that down now if you use that make sure you put natalie name on that because that was good i'm gonna use it and i'm gonna make sure i indicate it's from the podcast episode with natalie because that's good because it's true it's not just good it is because it is true ladies thank you so much so far and i'm gonna go straight to this statement that i i love it because i really want to make sure i get um, your input and contribution on this. We've actually, we actually know that you've been leading with your voice and we're going to go back to that, but I want to make sure I get this in the statement, leaving with her voice, leaving with your voice. It conveys various meanings to different people, but for each of you, what does the phrase leaving with your voice convey for you? And Stephanie, I'm going to start with you on this. For me, it just take it means to take the time of like your past experiences and then reflecting on them and getting clarity from them and then just moving past that and and becoming like a better, you know, self for yourself. That's what it means for me. Getting clarity from your past, not just moving through your past and from your past, but getting clarity. Mm. That's good. Because if we don't get clarity from our past, then we we create the past and our future. Yep. That part. Natalie, what does the statement leaving with your voice convey for you? I, I think it's multifaceted, right? So mm -hmm. when I look at the title of this, this show, finding, leading, leaving with her voice, you know, in one respect, 
You know, it could be basically making sure that I stay true to who I am and that I carry my thoughts and my principles and my integrity and my character with me and how I interact and how I handle other people, how I handle other situations. So I think that's that's one aspect. But I think when we look at the end of the the end of the line, right, when our life is done and our work here is done, right? I remember sitting in a business conference and Marcus Lemonis, the the fixer, you know, that's mm-hmm. yes. I sat in a conference, he was a speaker. He had probably one of the most brutally honest speeches that I had ever sat through. And what he said was, is you know, most people, if you ask them what they want to be known for, you know, right away, they'll blurt out something that isn't necessarily what they actually want to be known for. So what he challenged us to do was to sit with the question, think about it, and then answer it later on that night. And so after sitting with that question, what I decided is, is that when people stand up at my home going ceremony, right? Mm -hmm. And when I'm gone from this place, I want to be remembered for leaving people and situations better than they were when I found them. I want to be remembered for uh, speaking life into dreams that people were slowly letting die with inside of them. I want to be known for just being a person that poured into others and that was kind hearted and courageous enough to share real truths here on this earth. So to me, that's the other aspect of leaving with her voice. When I'm done here, my journey is over. I want to leave knowing that I left um, an impact that outlives me. You left an impact that outlives you. And you named a few things Natalie, but when you said sharing real truth, like that's the undergird of everything that you said when you say pour into people, because when we do, we're not truthful with them. We're not pouring. We're just kind of letting the water just flow. And that's it. Right. Sharing real truth is what you said, not just a truth. Kiana, I know you about to come through because we may, they may call you little sister, but man, you got big sister vibes, Kiana. Don't she? <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> they tell me that all the time, but I'm the, I'm the baby. I'm the little sister. So my, these are my big sisters and I just, I love them. I adore them um, and I respect them so much. So I'm just honored to be amongst some, some beautiful women um, and women that's change, making a change and have a purpose and cause. So um, to answer, leaving with her voice for me mm-hmm. is similar to Nat. Uh, mine is more so influence and impact. And with the influence, I want to be able to leave the influence that you can too. And so that's kind of what, and this is probably jumping the gun, but that's kind of what our title is, Girl, There Is No Excuse. So I want to be able to leave that influence, Girl, There Is No Excuse. Um, and even though you know our book is self-titled to women, and, and women that's on entrepreneur and career journeys. Um, I can speak for all of us when I say that a lot of the things that we discussed, it was not really just defined for women. We actually gave a lot of our heart. Uh, we gave real trial. We gave real tribute to our experience. And I believe that men will be able to benefit from it as well um, because we're leaving that influence there. Mm-hmm. So our influence is to let it be known that there is no excuse. We understand that we all have different walks of life. We understand that we might have different tributes and challenges, but you are the decision maker and everyone doesn't believe and have fear and love for God. So I try not to place that 
peace in there and just let it be known whoever you praise or whoever that you look at as the most highest, whoever he or she may be, um, follow their lead. Understand that when you're following that lead and that purpose, that there is no excuse. And so I want to be able to leave that influence as well as with that impact. And so, ladies, this is the part where we get to what you've created together, your project together, the book. Mm -hmm. And so Kiana just gave us the name of it. So can you say it again, Kiana? Girl, there's no excuse. And so if I can get each of you to describe this book and what it's going to do for us, for me, for our audience, to pick up this book and make sure that we read it from page to page with a pen. I don't read any book with a pen because I expect to get something from any book that I'm going to take the time to read. So if I can get each of you in your own words to describe, there is no excuse. It's girl, there's no excuse. or just there is no excuse. Girl, there is no excuse. Girl, there is no excuse. And tell us why. What's in that book? You're not the everything because we got to pick up the book and read it now, but describe it yourselves, each of you. I'll go first. What I want the reader to get from our book is basically what the title says. We we talk about when we were in a recession, how we had to pivot and go from one thing to another to still, you know, make sure that our finance was coming in. Um, no matter what trials and tribulations you go through, you got to still, you know, keep pushing and make sure that you get into that bag. Like, for me, I told you step by step, gave you so many lessons on how I, I was going through this. But guess what? I learned this lesson and I pivot through this or and I just put my heart and my soul into being an entrepreneur before anything. Mm. She said I gave you step by step. OK, I'm go ahead, Natalie and <laughs> Sure. You know, my my biggest takeaway from um the book and I'll speak for the portion that I contributed because that these two ladies, they also added amazing fire portions with um, what I want to say, like step by step guide, like manual type. So um, definitely worth the read. But my, my takeaway is accountability. Um, I really spoke to how entrepreneurship and even getting through anything in life, it requires you to take a look and who you are in the moment. Who are you bringing to the table right now in the moment? And is that the table you want to sit at? Because if it isn't, then you're going to have to adjust some things. So I teach on the principle of three pillars and I won't give it all away because I want you to buy the book. But when you are experiencing inadequacy in your life, there are three pillars that you can look at and examine to see where you need to fill those things up. So I, I, like I said, I won't give it away, but I really want to make it clear that, you know, it's on you to get you to where you want to go. No one's coming to save you, right? We can mm -hmm. look at spiritual and religious context and yes, there's a savior, but in a human realm, no one's coming to save you. It's on you to get you to where you need to go. And there are so many things that you could be doing to help that process. And so I think our book speaks to really taking accountability and then rolling up your sleeves and doing the work. And if you have questions and you don't know how, we pretty much have laid out a blueprint for you to do it. Step-by-step step blueprint. Natalie said a key word too, when you're experiencing inadequacy, which means that you have the capability to experience inadequacy. We all do. It is what you do with that experience and how you show up in the middle of it. This book, I think, is going to give you a manual. If you're right now, you're struggling. It's going to give you that step-by-step step instead of an overview. Is that right, ladies? Absolutely. 
It's going to give you process. This book is based upon process. So we have self-employed, we have bosses, and we have CEOs. And people need to understand that it is three different things. Anyone can be self-employed. Anyone have the means to say that they are self-employed and they're selling or providing a service. But being an entrepreneur is something that you have to embody. And after you embody that entrepreneurship, you need to know how to transition into being a CEO. And so those are three different levels of being an entrepreneur or doing something solely. Mm. And so we talk about the process of becoming that one self-employed individual transition over into that entrepreneur and that entrepreneur now becoming a CEO of their company. And so we talk about that process. We talk about losing some people because when you get on this new journey, everybody can't go. Everybody mm -hmm. is not going to praise you. Everyone is not going to support you. But how do you move forward from that? Mm -hmm. How do you accept the fact that your best friend has been with you for 15 years? Do not mm. understand that you cannot come to that party. Why? Because your dynamics of business have changed. Your dynamic of things and people have changed because you're growing within your business. And so we, not to go so far, because I'm almost going into them chapters. <laughs> that's what and I think that's what makes this book so special because we all put pieces of what the process looked like, beginning, middle, end, end and different. Mm -hmm. And when you, you just said something key because we all put something in the process. So it's not a book of collaboration where each of you put something different and you hope it comes together. You actually really collaborated. So the process includes each of your processes, meaning that your the success that the, each of the three of you have you you've actually looked at that and you figured out the, how what that process looks like for one person um to go from to those three different levels and i don't remember if i've heard a book described like that before going from corporate america to the entrepreneur to the ceo you know i've heard that you can do it but the process of getting to that itself so audience did you get the name girl there is no excuse if you wrote some notes i know you know there are no excuse now ladies this has been an amazing episode of when women speak with shirley k i could not have asked for this first time where we have literally three guests at one time but just more than one guest at one time i could not have even asked for a more amazing group of three boss Fire women. Thank you so much for being on this show. Uh, thank, you. Having us. Yeah, thank <laughs> you so much for having us. We appreciate it. But we ain't finished at all. First, I'd like for each of you to give our guests some last words. And then after you give the last words, make sure they can find you. Where do they find you on Instagram? Where do they email you at? Where is your company web address? So give us some last words and make sure that they can find you. Okay. Let's go, Natalie. Okay, I sure will. So my takeaway is, is get extremely, right? It, if you do nothing else for yourself, right? Give yourself the gift of this. Get extremely specific about who it is that you want to become. Think about what that person talks like. How do they sound? Who do they hang around? What do they look like? What do what do, what does the future you smell like? Who does the future you date? Are you married? What does your future home look like? What does your future car look like? How are your future children behaved? 
right? Get so specific about the person you want to be to the point where you can literally smell and sense that person with all of your senses. And the reason why that's important is because you don't have, if you don't have a clear, vivid description in your mind of who that person is, you will never become that person. And once you've identified who that person is, who that future you looks like, then you say no to anything that the future you will say no to. And the reason why that is important is because if you are saying yes to stuff the future you will say no to, then you're not going to become the future you. So that, that's my biggest takeaway. Know exactly who you want to be and get so specific that you can smell that person and then say no to anything that that person would say no to so that you can become them. And then if you guys would like to connect with me further, you can definitely follow me online. Um, I'm super active on Instagram, but I'm also on Facebook. I'll give you my handle. My Instagram is at I am hair by Natalie B. I will spell that out. That's I A M H A I R B Y N A T A L I E B on Instagram, on Facebook, hair by Natalie B. Um, and then also my website is where you can pick up and pre-order your very own copy of this book that you have to have. If you are somebody that's a book collector, you got uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. You got Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You got all these business books. Then you need to have this book on your shelf too. And you can grab it online at all of our websites. But my website is nataliebirdsong.com. I will spell that too. That is N-A-T-A-L-I-E. B-I-R-D-S-O-N-G, like a bird in a song, nataliebirdsong.com. Thank you so much for this opportunity to speak with you all. And I look forward to connecting with all of you, as many of you as I can personally in the future. Thank you, Natalie. Say no to anything your future self will say no to. Well, some amazing last words. Stephanie, what would you leave our audience with? And how do we find you, Stephanie? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so what I would leave... Um, my final words is just listening to this podcast as far as, you know, voiceless and finding your voice. I would say just for anyone who's listening, like practice empathy. That's probably one of the things that I, you know, suffered with in, in the past. And then also continuously learn and grow. You can never stop learning and growing. And I'm I'm a product of that. Um, also take care of yourself. Use self-care and, and love on yourself first before you can, you know, love others. And then just be kind to people. And 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 the reason why I say all of these things is because if we were such a if we were a better place in this world that, you know, we would have more people out here being more self-confident in their self and finding their voice quicker mm -hmm. in life, <laughs> you know? So that's what my takeaway is. And then you guys can find me on all social media platforms. I am Stephanie Elise. And then my website is I am Stephanie .com. And then um, I am becoming a newbie podcaster as well. Um, Multi-level money will be on all platforms. Well, we will talk about all things money and all things serial entrepreneur. And then also I'm starting a serial entrepreneur academy.com where we're going to teach serial entrepreneurs, how to pretty much start any business you would like step-by-step. Step. So yeah, just follow me on all platforms. And, and like I said, thanks again for letting us come on your platform. They still throwing fire out there. And my favorite soft skill that's really a hard skill is practicing empathy, Stephanie. So the alignment here with the three of you in this particular podcast is just, is just amazing. Thank you so much, Stephanie.
welcome. Kiana, what you got for us? Give us some last words. (laughs) Um, I would encourage everyone to create a vision for their life. Um, So similar to what Natalie said. And also understand that your habits can either mirror or mark you and they do contribute to your success. So be bold. I am a risk taker. And I know a lot of people are not really fond of taking risks. But I am a person that would rather take a risk than to die in doubt. Mm. I can be found on social media, all platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Facebook. I am Kiana W. And I am under knowledge and accessibility. Again, we are providing you with knowledge to make it accessible in your everyday usage. We do also have knowledge and accessibility podcasts that is on all major airlines, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, Pandora, and more. Uh, My website is www.homesatknamortgage.com. And we also have www.knaglobalenterprise.com, which is where you can pre-order our book, Girl, There's No Excuse. And my biggest takeaway is, girl, there is no excuse. What a way to end it, girl. There is no excuse. Before she said she'd rather take a risk than die in doubt. Did y'all get that? Audience, did you get that? Now, if you use that, you got to say Kiana gave it to you. you (laughs) Okay. And this has been another episode of When Women Speak with Shirley K. Sponsored by Life on Power in the brand, What If She Knew She Was Powerful? Produced and managed by Build Your Vision podcast with Cleavon Davis. Thank you for joining us for this episode and we will hear you next week. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to the When Women Speak podcast on the Live Podcast Network.